Stripping away 2,000 years of false doctrine isn't easy, but we've had lots of coffee. Now your host, Darren Kalama. Hey everybody, Darren Kalama here with the Right Bible Podcast. It's day 311 of living under de facto martial law. Uh, As we deal with a virus so deadly, you have to be tested to see if you even have it. A president so popular, 30,000 troops surround him at his inauguration. A vaccine so safe, they won't even test it on animals. And a country so free, you have to wear a mask while living under house arrest. Welcome to Talmud World, your new life under Talmudic law, just like the Palestinians live. And right now, the Jesus killers are high-fiving each other and dancing on vans, knowing that billions of Christians around the world will be injected with an experimental DNA-altering bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine, a bioweapon that relies on testing and development derived from murdered babies. Now, we need to be clear, crystal clear with our words. The baby that these lines were derived from wasn't just aborted within the body of the mother. It was delivered alive after a C-section. Then, without anesthesia, it was slowly and carefully cut up, butchered, and various tissue and segments of his tiny body were removed, his little heart still beating. The screams, no doubt, filling the room as the butchers did their gruesome, sinful deed. Now, you might ask, why alive? Why no anesthesia? because the viability and purity of the tissue had to be insured and protected. Yeah, they skipped over that little detail on CNN and Fox News, didn't they? Probably just an oversight. Now, he wasn't even given a name before the ghouls in lab coats sliced him apart. Not much different than the fate that befell two-year-old St. Simon of Trent. So we will call this baby Simon also. But why all the joyous Jesus killers? Well, you have to think about the spiritual implications of Christians being injected, knowingly injected, with murdered baby tissue mixed together with animal parts, a Talmudic Frankenstein cocktail of perversion and evil. But it gets worse, much worse. These bioweapon vaccines involve RNA, and that means they're forever, altering you and your offspring forever, genetically, your sin and the sin of murdering that baby, that baby Simon, are forever genetically encoded within you, an indelible stamp of murder, an immortal etching passed down to every generation after you. That is why the Jesus killers and their father Satan are so pleased right now. That is why they demand that everyone be injected with this satanic Frankenstein cocktail. Now, The two Israeli CEOs of Moderna and Pfizer aren't going to tell you any of this. And one of them, ironically, is a veterinarian. And I say ironically because animal testing of these bioweapons was halted. Too many of the animals were dying during the testing phase. So their solution was to stop testing it on animals. Yeah, they skipped the animal testing and went straight to market. (laughs) You are the animal testing phase, Goyim. And you're supposed to take the word of some Somalian witch doctor heading up the World Health Organization that all of this is somehow okay. No, it's not okay. It's far from okay. And anyone who pushes this COVID cult and this Frankenstein bioweapon on you is adversus Christus. Against Christ. Period. No discussion. No word games.
Your physical and spiritual life both are at stake right now, so make sure that you surround yourself with like-minded people. But what about others, those who choose to remain in the COVID death cult despite the warnings, despite the reality that's all around them? Well, the answer's simple. You are to do what the Apostle Paul says. Now, he has specific instructions about people who are adverse as Christus. You are to shun them, S-H-U-N, shun. Do not interact with them. They are to be stayed away from. Now, it's the hope of the Apostle Paul that shame will turn them back to Christian ways. And of course, we pray that they, they do and that that's going to be the case and that all of it's going to work. But until they do, they are to be shunned, both personally and professionally. Now, last July, the Marcionite Christian Church announced an emergency medical edict, a subitus addicto, that banned these RNA vaccine and nanotech bioweapons for a period of seven years. Now, as we resist this evil, this latest onslaught against our faith by these Jesus killers, you have to know that you're not alone. Now, I've added some links in the show notes so you can stay up to date on the latest news and discussions and connect with others. Later this month, the Bolsheviks masquerading as an elected government will begin a massive media attack, a tidal wave of propaganda demanding that you be injected with these satanic bioweapon vaccines. And as we see, all voices of dissent right now are being silenced and disappeared. It doesn't matter what excuse they're using to do it, uh, but the reality is the Cheka's are going door to door and entire websites are being erased literally as we speak. Now, lots of people are making the understandable mistake of thinking that the tyranny and lockdowns, the bioweapon injections and masks, that, that all of this are, are a local event uh, or a regional event um, or that it's just some random tyranny in their own particular country or area. But no, it's worldwide. It's a top-down, worldwide power grab with satanic underpinnings. And it's all carefully choreographed and orchestrated in every way. It's, it's, it's in lockstep. Now, the Jesus killers haven't had this much power and control since they call themselves Bolsheviks and murdered 60 million Christian Russians. Uh, and that's the best way to kind of view what's happening to us right now. It's the best way to wrap your head around what's going on, gives you a little bit of perspective. Try to remember what they did in Russia in 1917 and apply that worldwide. It's the same playbook for the most part. What makes this time different is the scope, the sheer size of it. Instead of just Russia, they're making a move on the whole planet all at once. Yeah, that's called going big. What has allowed them to do it is a long list, but the main tools are technology, an iron grip on news and narratives, and what I call soft atheism. And that's basically Christianity hollowed out and subverted to the point that it's basically meaningless. The evangelical TV preachers and uh, recent pronouncements from Pope uh, Bergoglio are a good example of this. Uh, and of course, one of the other tools is uh, assistance directly from Satan. And I don't mean assistance in a vague sense of the word. I'll explain what I mean. Normally when the Jesus killers talk and their lips move, I just assume that they're lying. And I've never been wrong so far. But recently there was a story, uh, a story that kind of flew under the radar. It 
really wasn't reported on except in a couple Israeli news outlets. And it's a story that really made my ears perk up a little bit. Now, before I get into this, you need to understand that what they tell you through the news outlets that they own in your country is very different from what they tell each other in Hebrew within Israel and on outlets meant for internal consumption. It's just not stuff you're going to run into and learn about by accident as you surf around the web looking at cat videos or edgy pablum on BuzzFeed. And even if you have a good idea where to look, there's still a lot of gatekeepers and hoops to jump through. And the really interesting stuff is pretty nuanced. I mean, they're not stupid. They're evil, but they're not stupid. So they write it in a way where the story could be tortured in such a way that a different meaning could be derived from it. It's just semantics, word games. It's their specialty. Here's the headline from Israel Today, one of their top news sites over there. Quote unquote, Israeli rabbi says he's already holding meetings with Messiah. Think about that. Now here's the first paragraph of the story. A recent interview on Israeli radio again featured prominent rabbis explaining that the Messiah is just about to reveal himself. Rabbi Yaakov Zischoltz told religious broadcaster Radio 2000, and this is important, told Radio 2000 that Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky recently told him that he is already in direct contact with the Messiah. Now, to understand why religious Jews are taking this seriously, it's important to know that Rabbi Chaim Kenievsky is considered one of the top two or three rabbis of the ultra-Orthodox Jewish community in Israel. And Rabbi Zischoltz says that Kenievsky and others of the mystical, quote-unquote, concealed rabbis have now tasked him with informing the public of the Messiah's imminent arrival, unquote, end of story. Now, Basically, they're saying that their God is here on earth. They're talking about Satan. Now, if you think they're referring to Jesus, you better flush out your headgear, new guy, because I can assure you Jesus is the last person that they want to be talking to right now. So let's say that this is true. It would go a long way in explaining this COVID fake plague and the excuse it created to lock the world down, muzzle the opposition, literally, and begin DNA-altering bioweapon vaccinations. Now, you've probably heard the saying, hope for the best, plan for the worst. Our plans need to be made for working under the reality that the plague is fake, Satan is here, we're living under de facto martial law, and the people behind the COVID scam want to kill you. A closing thought. If you know that there's a poisonous snake in your backyard, do you just tell your kids to be careful when they go outside to play? No, you kill the snake. Now with the inauguration coming up, we anticipate that there's going to be a emergency order declared that's also going to involve uh, all these National Guard troops injecting people with this new bioweapon vaccine. So we're going to be seeing a lot of troops on the streets um, and some big crackdowns uh, all the way around. And part of those crackdowns are going to involve the internet. Um, I think they're going to start off probably with the shutdown of uh, the DNS service, which means, and I don't want to get too technical, but it basically means the words that you type into your URL to actually get to a website. Well, that's based on DNS, and they can shut that off. Now, it doesn't completely shut the Internet down, but 
it shuts the word parts of the URL down. So you could still get to the website, but only if you knew what the IP address of the website was. So again, it gets a little deep in the weeds and um, on our next show, we're, we're gonna get the weed whacker out and show you exactly how it works. But in the meantime, it's extremely important that you download a Tor, T-O-R browser. This is a browser that allows you to access um, what they call the dark web, even though really it should have a different name. It should be something like the encrypted web or the free web, because it's the part of the web where it's very difficult for the Jesus killers to get to. They can't just flip a switch um, and knock it off like they can do with um, DNS services um, and, and, and the web that we're all used to. Um, so uh, look that up. Uh, T-O-R is the name of the technology, the encrypted technology, and you need a browser that accesses that, and it's called the Tor browser. Now, an easier way to do it is there's a browser out there called Brave, B-R-A-V-E. You may have actually even heard of this. And the Brave browser has a Tor browser built right into it. You just click on the upper right-hand corner, uh, and it says open a new uh, private Tor browser, and it goes ahead and does that. And you're going to notice that the screen definitely looks different. Things seem um, a lot more clunky um, because they are. It's not, you know, this smooth uh, internet that we're all used to. It's different. Everything is encrypted. Now, I bring this up because not only are you going to need that to access any kind of internet eventually, probably within the next week, um, but the Marcy Knight Church has uh, developed a Tor website that's going to be compatible with these Tor browsers. Uh, and on there we have a uh, forum so you can chit chat with other people, exchange ideas and thoughts. Um, of course we're going to have links there for the very first Bible um, uh, and other various uh, digital resources that we have. Because I think we're, we're going into a phase now where even catacomb churches, underground churches, are going to be part of the new normal. Um, and, you know, if there's no priests around, no pastors around, it's going to be incumbent upon you to actually do your own services, your own baptisms, your own masses. And to do that, you need to know how it's done. How do you perform these uh, various rites and sacraments? So we're going to have um, all of that information that you can uh, access uh, digitally. So uh, I'll have links in the show notes that you can get to that. And um, in that next episode that I talked about, we're going to get again deeper into the weeds about how Tor works and how it can benefit you. So until then, this is Darren Kalama, and we'll see you next time on the Right Bible Podcast. Darren Kalama here with the Right Bible Podcast, reminding you that the cross can also be your shield. Protect yourself with religious exemption affidavits for COVID testing, masks, and dangerous vaccinations. Church approved and sanctioned by scripture. Download yours instantly at marcionitechurch.org.